0: Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster.
1: And I'm Claire Kimball.
0: It's Wednesday the 17th of January. In your quiz today, Nauru cuts ties with Taiwan, Iowa backs Donald Trump, the work from home debate gets reignited, and a night of great TV. This is your quiz today. On Monday, we talked about Taiwan electing William Lai as its new president, Claire, and... Already, it's lost an ally. Nauru has cut off its official relationship with Taiwan. Leaders from the small Pacific island nation say it will prioritise its relationship with China instead. And there's a few moving pieces there. So take us through the background.
1: Yeah, there are a few moving pieces to that. (laughs) Um, Let's start with the fact that most countries don't have an official relationship with Taiwan. That Mm -hmm. includes Australia. Uh, Nauru was one of just 13 countries that had an official diplomatic tie with Taiwan. So if you're Taiwan, losing one is quite significant. Mm. But really, this is about what China is up to. China sees Taiwan as part of its territory, and it's been accused of using money diplomacy. So that includes with the Pacific Island nations to sway support its way. And in this case, reports say that China has offered Nauru around $150 million for development projects. And that's seen Nauru walk away from Taiwan and declare it an unalienable part of China's territory.
0: And in the past, we've talked about the Solomon Islands and its growing relationship with China that was something that alarmed Australian officials a couple of years ago when they agreed to do a lot more together, including with China's military. So there was a focus yesterday on what Australia's response to this latest development would be.
1: And our minister for the Pacific, Pat Conroy, was as cool as a cucumber. Mm. He says that it was a decision by the sovereign government of Nauru and that our officials were notified ahead of time. He also said that Australia has excellent relationships with Nauru and other Pacific Island nations, whether they recognise Taiwan or prefer to side with China. The Albanese government is putting a lot of effort into firming up relationships in the region. They promised to do that at the election and reports say that that includes talks with Nauru about how we can best support them with things like climate change.
0: And another interested party in the region is the US. It was not as okay with the development as Australia seems to be. The White House has vowed to deepen and expand its engagement with Taiwan, and it's also called Nauru's decision disappointing. Claire, I know you were keenly watching the results come through from the Republican caucuses yesterday. That was the first vote on the party's presidential candidate. The votes have now been counted, and probably not a huge surprise to many. Donald Trump has come out on top.
1: Yeah, and not only... On top, when it comes to Republicans in Iowa, he won with 51% of the vote. And that looks set to beat the record that was set by Bob Dole in 1988. So he has done spectacularly well. Uh, he posted on his social media platform, Truth Social, in Classic all caps, which Donald Trump likes to do. (laughs) Thank you, Iowa. I love you all. Um, As for the other candidates, former Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, he came in second with 21% of the vote. And the former United Nations Ambassador Nikki Haley came in third with 19%. The thing to say about that is both of those results were well below what those candidates had expected. So there's a bit of a question mark about exactly how they're going to track through the other state's votes. Probably the other thing to note is that Vivek Ramaswamy, he's a biotech entrepreneur who is really mad keen about Donald Trump. He's dropped out of the race. He received just seven and a half percent of the vote.
0: The analysts aren't making any big predictions about what all of that means though, other than to say what they've been saying for ages, and that's that Donald Trump will be hard to beat. Now that Iowa is done and dusted, all eyes will turn to New Hampshire, which is where Republican supporters will have their say in just over a week. There's been an update on the three Israeli hostages who were shown in a video that was released by Hamas earlier this week. The terror group released a second video yesterday, which claims to show the bodies of two of those hostages. That comes after Hamas warned Israel that they might be killed if it didn't stop its bombardment of Gaza.
1: So about 132 hostages taken from Israel on the 7th of October are still being held in Gaza, and the two Israeli men in question who appeared in Sunday's initial video along with a third hostage, that was 26-year-old Noah Agamani, in the video released yesterday, she says that they were killed by Israeli airstrikes, and that is something that Israel's military absolutely denies.
0: And, Claire, we also mentioned yesterday the concerns about broadening tensions in the Middle East. Iran has stepped up its strikes on its enemies. Yesterday, officials said espionage centres and anti-Iranian terrorist groups in northern Iraq and Syria were hit, including Israeli spy bases. jpn.com forward slash squiz today. Claire, the use of artificial intelligence is only going to ramp up in 2024, and a couple of interventions from some notable people has seen AI collide with the work-from-home debate.
1: So, the first person to mention is the PWC UK boss, Kevin Ellis. He's spoken up on this at the Davos Global Summit. He reckons that junior staff should clock more hours in the office if they want to fast track to promotions. He says that that's particularly interesting at the moment because he reckons artificial intelligence will take over the more mundane tasks that junior staff are currently performing. So he reckons get into the office and let the people who are making the decisions know who you are if you want to stick around. Um, That's a fairly timely recommendation because this week the International Monetary Fund warned that artificial intelligence could shake up nearly 40% of all jobs. In a report that was released this week, the IMF said that nations need to set up more solid social safety nets and also offer retraining to vulnerable workers because it reckons AI is really going to shake up the workforce.
0: Yeah, and here in Australia there's also been calls for managers to get extra training for how to manage remote workers effectively, but corporate leaders aren't completely sold on the hybrid model quite yet. A recent survey shows two-thirds of CEOs expect most staff to be back in the office full-time within the next couple couple of years. The Emmys might have been delayed by a few months after the Hollywood Actors' and Writers' Strikes, but the big television awards Night of Nights still went off with a bang. The Bear was one of the big winners. It took out top spot for Best Comedy Series.
1: Yeah, in total it won six Emmys yesterday. The show star Jeremy Allen White named his first Emmy for the Best Actor in a Comedy Series as well. So that was quite an achievement for him, although I'm still not quite sure that The Bear was a comedy. But anyway, I'm sure there's (laughs) plenty of people who know more about these things than I do. Um, Beef also won Five awards, it did very well. That included the Best Actor and Actresses Awards for Stephen Yoon and also Ali Wong, and Succession won six awards. It held its Best Drama Series crown. Kieran Culkin and Sarah Snook won Best Actor and Best Actress in a Drama Series, so well done to them.
0: And another well done to Elton John. He became an EGOT winner. That's someone who has an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar and a Tony Award. He won an Emmy for his Live Variety Special. And Claire, we've been a bit unsure about the red carpet fashions this award season so far. Mm -hmm. But there were some nice looks from the Emmys. So I'll pop a link to a gallery in the episode notes today. Everyone can make up their own minds. (laughs) Don't be swayed by us. (laughs) And speaking of fashions, Claire, Paris Fashion Week kicks off today. We might get some good looks out of that too.
1: Oh, no doubt. It's Paris. (laughs) It's France. Of course, it's going to be beautiful. And Alice in Your Neighbourhood, the test series between Australia and the West Indies, it starts today. So just in case you want to mix up your tennis viewing with some cricket, that's something to look out for.
0: And that's us done for today. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Hi there, it's Bryce from Squiz Kids, the daily news podcast for small people. March is Women's History Month, and we're celebrating over on our socials. Every weekday this month, we're throwing the spotlight on a different iconic woman from Australia's rich history. Follow us on Instagram via the handle at Squiz Kids to learn the backstories of some incredible Aussie women. And together, honour their legacies.